The conversation around cadre deployment continues and continues and continues. At, at a certain point, I understood the DA to be to be going after those individuals that had been employed under the policy of cadre deployment of the ANC who would have been complicit in state capture. That's, that was the understanding in the beginning. That conversation has now morphed to a philosophical conversation about whether cadre deployment is right or wrong. And I think that that's a silly argument. It's a silly conversation. Everybody deploys their cadres when they come into power. Everybody. Uh, from Putin to Biden. From, from, from everybody in order for their policies to, to function seamlessly will put people into positions where their policies are not going to be blocked. And usually those people are people that are aligned with, I suppose, the... Uh, with the uh, uh, political sort of views of the, their principles. I'm confused as to why this conversation has become about whether or not CADA deployment is justifiable or not. Every single power, every single political party, every single church, every single synagogue every single every single power will put into place people that are aligned with their worldview sure. uh, if you want to call that cater deployment or you want to call it is going to happen the issue i had hoped would be in our discussion here in south africa would be the abuse of that when we abuse the system of employing people who are in line with our policies as a political movement, and we do it in order to hollow those uh, state institutions out in order to create some sort of a parallel government. That is what we should be talking about. Yeah. But the, the issue of whether... Hey, I'll tell you, you put Ndadekenef Mishwe into the presidency. Kanewati's party, ACDP. Mm. You put Ndadek Kenneth Mishwe into parliament, I mean into the union buildings. Mm. I can tell you right now that soon you will see people in key positions of influence who will be aligned to his worldview. Sure. That's just how power works. So I, I watch this conversation and I'm like, here we go again. Here we go again, having more talks about talks, but the problem persists. Mm. The understanding in the beginning of this conversation when we were looking at the issue of cater deployment was to find those people that had been employed under spurious conditions that were malleable, that were amenable to the whole idea of state capture. That was the idea. Now, yeah, these ones, they've got state capture. These ones don't have... I mean, these ones have cater deployment. This one, yeah, all of them have... Cater deployment. All of them. <laughs> All of them have catered deployment. The thing, though, with the ANC is that they've got a policy, a written down policy. They've got a clear policy. And that's why it's easy for them to be targeted. The other political parties might not have a stipulated cater policy. 
<laughs> there were countries that had more draconian laws than apartheid South Africa. But you see, with apartheid South Africa, they had laws. They were in the statutes. It was part of the, uh, of the legal framework of apartheid South Africa. It was written down. The ANC has got that same problem. They have a CADA deployment policy. So it's easy to go after them because they've got a policy. But I can tell you right now that all of the other guys that don't have a policy also practice the same thing. So for me, we're wasting time. The idea should be let's go after those people that were put into positions. Not just those people that were put into positions. The people that put them into those positions where they facilitated state capture. That should be the focus. Now here we are wasting valuable psychological energy into a, into a numb uh, conversation. I wish politicians could grow up. I really do. I wish politicians could just grow up. Just grow up and let's get this country working.